Where's your drink? <laughs> right here. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> um, okay, do you want to start? Am I supposed to start? You can if you want. It's either you introduce the show or I introduce you introduce myself. yourself. <laughs> so which would you rather do? I'll introduce the show. Welcome to the Infertile Mafia. That's Kayla. And that's Lara. That's my sister. We're talking to my little sister today. I'll, I'll try and sound like Sarah. I think you're I think everyone's gonna say you sound like me. Oh, probably. And they're gonna be super confused right now. Who's talking? It's gonna sound like an entire podcast of me. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. <laughs> we get that a lot though. We do. Even from our parents. Yeah. It's on the phone. Right. They can't tell us apart. Right. Do you guys think we sound the same? I don't know. I don't think we sound the same. <laughs> I don't listen to myself, so. Well, neither do I, but when I hear you speak, I don't think of myself. That's because there's this thing <laughs> called bone conduction, which we could get into if we needed to. Oh, man. Guys. So, my little sister is not only a smart ass and a bit of a know-it-all, she happens to be a, a lovely, intelligent woman who is a speech and language therapist. Pathologist. Patho- pathologist. <laughs> You're a therapist. I am. I say speech therapist. Yeah. Come unless on. It, unless I'm talking to a doctor, then I say pathologist. What's the difference? Well, a pathologist can diagnose things and a therapist cannot. Oh. So you can diagnose things. Sure can. You fancy like that. (laughs) Yes, my little sister works mostly with, what, like people who are recovering from stroke or injury or something like that. Stroke, traumatic brain injury, only adults, no kids. I like the adults. She doesn't like kids. (laughs) No, she has two of her own. Don't worry about it, guys. She's super fertile. So if you want to hate her, you can. It's, she won't, she, she's the type of person that she gets it, like, she knows if you hate her because she's fertile, right? Well, I just don't tell people my story, usually. What do you mean? I mean, I don't want to be insensitive and, like, be one of those braggy people. Oh, that, like, on Facebook, we got pregnant on the first try! Yeah, or, oops, accidental, which, by the way, was not the case, but... Right. Which we, in the infertility community, appreciate that very much. Because you did have a... you, tr- you Luke was your first try. Yes. <laughs> she has two beautiful boys, my nephews, who I love very much. And they're visiting uh, from Texas. They're in Chicago. And so I roped her in to be my guest host for the show today. So thank she you, She trapped Laura. me in the closet. I did. I did trap you in my closet. What's there's, it What's it like? Welcome to my studio. There's a lot more shoes that I realized you owned. That's exactly what Bill said when he was in Oh, he did. I don't remember him saying that. Yeah, I don't think I've seen half of those shoes on your feet before. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. And she already helped me out by finding a pair of shoes that have been missing for five days. Yeah, I'm using them as my coaster. For her gin and tonic. (laughs) Because she was nervous, so she's like, I have to drink. Well, (laughs) just felt a lot of pressure, so... There's nothing to be nervous about. Needed a G&T. There's nothing to be nervous about. Yeah, she... Bill made me one. Yeah, Bill made her a gin and tonic. So Um, I don't know how to make one. No. You're you're not so much with the making cocktails. But you found uh, a long-lost pair of shoes of mine in the closet, and I felt like it was such a... Beautiful metaphor, microcosm of our entire lives together from an early memory I have of my sister always being the responsible one in our sibling relationship, finding my things. My my younger sibling was always the, the more responsible one. Yeah, we didn't really fill birth roles like people. No. No. <laughs> no. Not really. No, not at all. So I appreciate you finding the shoes that I was missing You're that welcome. were in my closet. You're 
And I thought it would be nice to have uh, Laura on the podcast because, I mean, not only is she an important part of my life, but I think sometimes it's good to get the perspective of a fertile person. <laughs> How do you feel about I that I don't term? like being labeled that, personally. <laughs> Why not? It's just not a label I would really apply to myself. Well, readily. too bad. You think we like being labeled infertile? No, I never said you did. <laughs> what would you prefer to be called? Why do we got to have the labels? So, Just a woman. Um, well, I guess that's a good question. We have to have the labels uh, because infertility is what it is. We have to know. And you have a nice community built because of it. Because of it. Yeah. Yes, that's true. So fertile people don't need the community. No, it's true. You're you're right, but you're like the others on Lost. I didn't watch Lost. <laughs> okay, well. so you lost me on Lost. <laughs> but I heard the ending sucked. You're not catching my <laughs> references. Um, I didn't hate the ending. Oh, I didn't hate it, but a lot of people did. Yeah. Anyway, you're. We have to have a term for you people. Okay. And you're. The FP. The, the FP. The fertile FP. <laughs> it could be a lot worse. The F worse. could be a lot of things. Those fucking people. <laughs> Just do the FP. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but I think it's good because Laura is one of the, quote, fertile people that she's, she's good. Like, she's part of the mafia because... She's super supportive of the infertility community. You listen to the podcast. I listen to the podcast. You've listened to every episode. I have. Full disclosure, I listen to it on double speed. I know, and I don't understand that. But I do listen to it every week. Does anyone else listen on double speed? I can't understand my own speech when it's coming out in real time, much less coming out of me twice as fast. I don't know. Maybe you're funnier on double speed. <laughs> Okay, well, um, thank you for that. See, Laura is a little bit like Sarah because she just is so cut and dry and tells it like it is. She doesn't sugarcoat anything, which I appreciate most of the time, even though sometimes it can. It comes from a good place. <laughs> well, most of the time. Yeah. So. I'm glad that you listen to the podcast. I appreciate that. Can I ask you why? Like, what is it about the, like, why do you keep coming back every week? Because you're my sister. <laughs> Plus, it's, it's funny. I like it. Aww. I appreciate it. I like, I like hearing perspectives. Yeah. I don't necessarily need all the medical info, right. personally, but... Who does? <laughs> you don't really provide a lot of medical info, because <laughs> you're not doctors. That's right. She knows. Yeah. You make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> wow. Well, I appreciate that. Has there been anything that you've learned about the infertility community that maybe you didn't know, or like, I don't know, has there been anything, and it doesn't even have to be like the podcast specifically, but maybe just going, watching me go through it over the years and like, has there been anything about, I don't know, the infertility community that you're like, huh, I mean, it could be anything. <laughs> like they pee on a lot of stuff or whatever. <laughs> There's just a lot, a lot of thinking, mm. a lot of thinking involved. What do you mean? I mean, you just always got to be thinking about something. Oh, sure. And you always got to be waiting on something. Guys, she just hit the nail on the head. <laughs> We're always thinking and waiting. <laughs> it's not a fun place to be. It's not. I mean, you can empathize with right. us, right? Yeah. Well, I try. You do. And you've, you, since I went through it, have had a lot of friends or just people that you know that right. have also gone through it. Right. That you have been able to provide support or just be more empathetic to their situation, and that's a good thing. Yeah. So, kudos to you. I just try to listen, mostly. <laughs> You've listened to our advice. Well, I was doing that before I listened to the podcast, but yes. That's I just good. try to shut up and listen. Yeah. 
That's good. That's see, this is why I told you she's great to have around because she knows. And I was your buffer. Mom, I'm sorry if you listen to this, (laughs) but I was your buffer. I don't know if mom listens. I don't know if she does either, but I'm just, you know, sorry. I was the buffer. Yeah. Why do you think that is, though? Because she kind of got crazy about it sometimes, and I was the one that could explain things to her so you wouldn't have to. Yeah, that's true. That was nice, because I felt like... It was one more thing you didn't have to think about. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I felt I felt like our mother, who is incredibly supportive and wonderful, and we love her, and I would never say anything negative about her, the way she supported me through our infertility experience. She was always, like, there 100%. But she was so invested and just emotional... Right, it was that's, almost... that's more what it was, is that she would get, like, emotionally wrapped up into it when you were talking to her more than I would when I was talking to you. Mm-hmm. So yes. I could be the buffer for all... so you didn't have to carry her emotions as well as your own. Yeah, it's that thing of, like, when you're sharing something sad or hard or difficult with someone and then they're, they also get equally, like emotional about it and then now you're like worried about how they're doing like how they are handling it emotionally or you you almost don't even want to tell them because you know it's going to make them upset or you don't want to have to like talk them off the cliff when you're trying to talk yourself off the cliff that was never my sister (laughs) I don't not to say I don't have emotions no 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 but you were just like I knew I could call you in my most like uh, you know, like crazy moments where I was really feeling irrational or crazy or emotional. And I knew I could totally be myself and like just be full on emotional where, because I knew you would kind of ground me. I try not to exacerbate it. Yeah. No, you don't like feed off of that kind of no. emotional drama. Probably not because I work with traumatic brain and people. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But you've always been that way. That's true. Yeah. Whereas mom, not that she feeds off of it either, but I just think she, it would she would get it's, so upset because and I it's was different. upset. It's your child versus your sister, so it's different. Yes, we're not faulting her. No, at all. No, but and I'm sure other people can relate to this type of relationship with people in their life that you tell them and they're like wonderfully supportive, but it's also it's hard for them too, and you feel a little bit of the burden just telling them, like you feel like. You're spreading your pain to other people, which is sometimes why you don't tell other people. Right, because then you have to keep telling. Yeah, and you just, you feel like you're disappointing people or you're you're making other people sad, even though they, they want to be supportive and they're, they want to share in that, like, hardship with you. But sometimes you don't want to share it. Sometimes you just don't want to, you like want someone to be like, it's okay, you're going to be all right. Have you thought through this logically? <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> that's what you, that's for sure what you were for me. So, one thing that my sister has, I think even before I was going through infertility, I've noticed, but I thought you could <laughs> briefly share. Is So this is one thing that's very annoying to the infertility community, and that's people who, who complain about gender disappointment, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's in your small group at church. I don't feel like I've ever seen it on Facebook. Would anyone be that blatantly? Yes. Wow. People would. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. Where are the brains? I don't know. But that is one thing I have noticed. It gets it gets Lara, she gets she just has very little patience. No patience for that. No. No patience. No. <laughs> Beautiful children, no matter their gender. Yeah, why can't you just be happy? You just you for... can't control anything. No. So why? Why not just be grateful for what you got? Yeah. Like what's wrong with having two boys? What, What's know, wrong with having two girls? Yeah. Does your husband really need the okay. kid he can play catch with? Because I'm pretty sure a girl can catch a ball. 
<laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Guys. Just saying. Another one that is big in the infertility community are women who complain about their pregnancy. I don't like that either. <laughs> <laughs> Even though that one, I can, I get it because pregnancy's not no, I easy. Don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Pregnancy is not easy. You can find your, like, one or two people that you can complain to about how awful X, Y, or Z is. Do not proclaim it to the world because you don't know right. what those people that you're proclaiming it to may be feeling at the moment. True. True. Just be thankful that you get to experience pregnancy. Maybe you should host this podcast. <laughs> I, don't think that would, I don't think that would be a good idea. No, but no, you're right. I mean, I agree with you. I like tend to let that one slide a little more because I just I don't. <laughs> I just know I understand pregnancy's hard. I don't like it either. But it's different than gender disappointment. Or okay, let's take it one step further. You might have heard us talk recently about the clinic that they advertise IVF for, like, if you want a specific gender. Yeah, no, I don't. I just think that's so wrong for many, many, many reasons. That's all you need to say. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we're not, like, going to get into the ethics of it. I'm just... Ta- <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. When y'all said that, I thought, this is not real. No, it's real. I know, but I can't believe that it's real. I can't believe that there is a doctor that is allowed to still practice that Oh, it's advertises that it, way. They... It's a hundred, what? Yeah, it's a hundred percent real. I just, I don't know about this. I don't know about it either. I don't like it. <laughs> I said so. So then the women who have like three boys and are really, they really, really want, want a that girl. girl. They are willing to they, go through IVF. They must not know what it takes to go through IVF. Or they just really want a girl and have an unlimited amount of money and time and nothing better to do. I don't know. I feel sorry for that daughter. It's a lot of expectations. <laughs> I feel on sorry that. for all the sons that she didn't want. There's a lot of expectations on that kid. And yeah, the the children that she supposedly doesn't want either. Or not that she didn't want them, but you know. What a disappointment. Oh, what Ugh. a disappointment. Third boy. Ugh. Third I, girl. Dang it. I could easily have had the fourth child and gotten pregnant on my own, but I spent upwards of, you know, $40,000 because this is in California. It's a clinic in California, so I assume the rates are comparable to what they are here. They probably do a tummy tuck. I bet they do. After the C-section. Titty lift. All of it. People who do genetic testing pick their gym pick their gender but they don't do most of the people in are in the infertility community don't do IVF because they I mean they're all doing it because they're they are infertile right so it's different the motivation is different right some people have to pick their gender because if they do genetic testing they tell you the gender right and then they're like do you want the boy or do you want the girl wouldn't that be hard yeah, I probably would say do not tell me the gender. Well, people do that, and then I've seen where they get a whoopsie surprise the from way, the clinic. we're kind of saying the wrong thing. What do you mean? I mean, it's the sex, not the gender. Oh. Yeah. Excuse me. It's BPC here. Do you want to host this podcast? <laughs> no. I'm just saying. You might get some lashback. Some lashback? Fla- Maybe I should host. <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? You're looking for, I was going to say flashback, but that's <laughs> right. <wrong>. Backlash. <laughs> you said lashback, and then I said flashback, and it's backlash. We got there eventually. We got there. <laughs> Choosing the sex. I think they still say the gender, though, in the community. Well, they haven't caught up. It's inappropriate. Is it inappropriate, or is it just not PC? Um, depends on who you ask. How do you use the word gender? Once a person has defined their own gender, then you say gen- then you can call them the bi male or female. So it's the sex until they decide. Yeah. Gender is a I, uh, psychological term. Um okay. I want to play a fun game with you. Well, if this is lame, we'll just cut it. Okay. Okay, you so can you read these? Yeah. We're not going to read the names. We're going to keep it anon. Okay. But, so, 
this there was a post in our Facebook group that was like, you know you're infertile with, or when you, you know you're infertile when. when, yeah, similar to like you might be a redneck if. So I want to read some of them. I want to know if you understand the reference. Okay. So the first one, when you go for your 7 a.m. ultrasound and roll your eyes when the tech leaves for your, quote, modesty <laughs> before a scan. We don't have all the time in the world, Aaron. Let's not pretend there's any modesty here. Now, I feel like all women can relate to that All one. women, if they've been to an OBGYN, should be able to relate to this. Do you think it's awkward that they walk you in there, tell you to undress, leave the room for 20 seconds, and then come back? Um, I don't know if awkward's the right term. Just, it's just like, why? Right. You could just turn your back, and then you could come back so much faster. But I think, I know. what, somebody said. Then your ass just gets cold while you're waiting. Right. That's why you should just always have your phone with you, even if you don't have pants on. I feel like it's so germy to, like, be texting with no pants. I just assume that maybe they go to check on other patients during that time. Like, they're not just, like... Loitering in the hallway. <laughs> what about the, the like paper cloth? Yeah, when y'all were talking about that in the last episode that I listened to, it mm-hmm. the my my I'm from Houston. My doctor in Dallas, where I delivered my first baby, all cloth, mm. which I thought was kind of weird. I don't like the cloth. You don't like the cloth? No, because I don't know how clean it is. You know who I am. I don't even like hotel sheets, guys. One time for her birthday, I got her this. What's it called? I don't know. Something bug or something. Bed cocoon. Some kind of like it's like it's like an adult version of like a it's like a it's like a sleeping bag but sheets. sheets. Yeah, and it's wonderful, and I've used it many times because she's insanely neurotic. Even in a nice hotel. She does not want to get between the sheets. She doesn't want to touch the comforter. She doesn't want to touch Certainly the floor. Certainly not the comforter. No, nope, She doesn't always want to sit on the couch. No. <laughs> Which she's probably, I mean, you know, your next birthday I need to get you a black light. But, oh, no, don't do it. It would be so bad. I don't, I'm not a dermaphobe. I will eat or drink after anyone. I let my children eat things off the floor that have been there <laughs> on the floor of a, like the floor of a, baseball stadium for like three innings <laughs> sure you that. want the hot dog have at it but no and other people's jizz and stuff I'm, oh. not, I'm not in on that something about hotel it all happened when i got ringworm that's oh, when it happened true. that's when it happened i got ringworm from la quinta so any la quinta people <laughs> listening stop letting pets stay in your hotel because yeah. they transferred ringworm to me <laughs> <laughs> well, let's X La Quinta off the list of our uh, no more podcast La- no sponsors. More, yeah. <laughs> no more La Quintas. Oh, man. That's when it started. Ringworm. So, yeah. So, I got you this bed cocoon thing, and you love it. Love it. Used it many times. I'm not using it while we're here in Chicago. <laughs> but You trust my laundering abilities. I trust your laundering. Okay. But That's... I do frequently travel with it. But so in Dallas they did the sheet and you didn't like it, and in Houston they do the paper, paper. cloth thing. The paper, and you which like I that also, better. I mean, I don't know if I liked it better, but I just felt like it's a little more hygienic. Hmm. It's not as like comforting, but there's nothing really comfortable. Would you rather just have it situation? be optional, like Karen said on that podcast? Like, um, like would you rather just go sans cloth? No, because I don't really want to see Wanda going inside of me personally <laughs> or my doctor checking me out either i just i mean i guess i wouldn't have to look no I, it's there's nothing about it is and then yeah you got all that lube that you have to like wipe with something so much lube so here's another one you might be infertile when shouts of shots 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 <laughs> doesn't elicit tequila pours <laughs> I think that one's self-explanatory, right? Self-explanatory. Yeah. Or when you pay... people that are in the infertile community. People outside might not know. They might not get it. They don't know all the shots involved. No. They don't know. Did you have any concept of IVF? Like, what, what? before I was going through it, 
what like what did you think about IVF? Like I think about what I thought of it. Well, I don't think I knew much about it other than right. They transferred an embryo or more than one embryo sometimes mm-hmm. into the female. Literally, that's all that I knew. <laughs> Didn't know. Did not know the stemming. Did not know the shots involved. Did not know the yeah. jerk off room stories. Of course, why would I know no. those? Did not know. Just did not know. No. Because it's just not, like... It's but not I think a... the most surprising thing to me, though, would have been, like, the stimming and the egg retrieval. I just hadn't thought that through oh. of, of how... You create the embryo? Right. Or, or like... That you create multiple? That you would do, like, multiple at one time. It just hadn't... Before walking through someone with IVF. Right. Which, when they first did it, they didn't do that. They would just take whatever egg was available... And the success rates were obviously not very... A little lower. They are a little lower, yeah. but they are trying to increase your odds. Um, okay, this is a good one. When showing your partner your ass and saying, hurry up and stick it in doesn't mean the same thing in your house as it does in other people's. That's the best stop for the spot for the progesterone, right? Yes, that's the best spot. We haven't done an episode on progesterone and oil specifically, oh. but we will. Well, we've I talked about that. it. Yeah, you remember the butt shots? I remember your bruises. Do you? Yeah. You remember me show- on my tummy? Yeah. Or my probably both. Butt too. I remember some on your butt, like top, top of the butt. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you call that. Top that, of the butt. That... <laughs> I don't think there's much muscle at all in my butt, so maybe that's why I'm, I got well. so many bruises. No, I would think it would be better if you didn't. The muscle would hurt more. Why? If So if you're a really fit person, fat? you think it know. would hurt. Not, not that you're fat. <laughs> Thanks a lot. No, mine hurt. No, I just mine think... hurt horribly, which must mean I'm really fit. Lean. Lean. I just think, like, in the muscle, like, like I've thought, like, I think before, when I've gotten a flu shot, not at all the same. <laughs> not at all the same. Full disclosure. How dare you? Not at all the same. <laughs> but I'm just thinking of shots that I've had in my adult life that I can relate to yeah. s- on some degree. And one time a nurse, because I had to get flu shots when I worked at the hospital all the time, and she, like, got in my muscle, and I had a huge knot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel like... Mm-hmm. When you get the muscle, it hurts worse than if they get fat. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a nurse. Not a nurse. Not a doctor. I don't know Just if a the... therapist. No, but this is an interesting topic because I don't know if the shot... Because there's hands down, like, it's not debatable that progesterone shots are the worst of all the shots people take in the infertility community. But, and I don't know if if it's because the shot is intramuscular like you're saying I th- yeah, or I wonder if it's because the needle itself is so, so long big. and so big yeah but so it probably long. has to be big because it has to get into, into the, muscle. the muscle yeah but like coumadin or other blood thinners they always say well not always but for the most part they say inject into your like belly fatty areas yes like my lovinox yeah and my heparin yeah coumadin is the one i'm most familiar with that's the one days. that old people do. <laughs> My population. <laughs> Work with the old peeps. Old peeps. In the hospital. After strokes. They're pretty much always on Coumadin. Mm. Interesting. How about when someone offers you eggs and they aren't inviting you to breakfast? <laughs> you want my eggs? <laughs> Okay, I have a really creepy, weird, odd question that's going to creep you out because I know you. You're my sister. What if I had not been able to get pregnant with my eggs? Like, what if I had low ovarian reserve? Would you have offered me your eggs? Yes. Really? I probably would have. Wait, your eggs? My eggs? I don't know. Maybe. I thought you were going to say if you, like, couldn't carry, would I have oh, offered to that be a too. surrogate? Would you be my surrogate? Yeah. Clark and I even talked about it. Oh. <laughs> Like, maybe. Aww. Guys, guys, I do have emotions. I'm tearing up. Yeah, she's tearing up right now. She's crying on this podcast. Not, not crying, just tearing There's up. There's tears it's in her eyes. Common. There's I get tears it. rolling down I her cheeks. I get it I'm, from my dad. I'm brushing away this two is, tears. My emotions come from dad, you know? Yeah. Pretty logical most of the time, and then and every then once in a while, not so much. <laughs> 
We love you, Dad. Love you, Dad. Dad listens I'm to this. Pr- I really... <laughs> out of the two of them. Out of the two of them. Dad probably would more so than Mom. You're right. Dad. So, hi, Dad. <laughs> hi, Dad. We love you. Please don't... I mean, I don't... Don't judge me. <laughs> I, got, I got my emotions and my big forehead brain. My forehead... Not my forehead brain. My forehead vein. <laughs> From you, Dad. We both got our big forehead from Dad. Yeah, but I got the giant vein that sticks out. I have it too. Not as much as you. Not. Mine is. Dad gave us a lot of wonderful traits and a few not. Like our gray hair. Gray hair. Mine's way worse than yours. Yeah, but yours is fuller than mine. Mine's thinner. Mine's thinning. I have thinning hair. I have geriatric hair. Oh. It's gray and thinning. I got spots on my skin. At least you can. That's true. Your vitiligo. <laughs> We're just walking autoimmunes over here. We really are. <laughs> Laura has MTHFR too, guys. Same but, same thing as Kayla. Yeah, compound same exact one. Compound heterozygous for the methylene tetrahydrofolate reductase deficiency. The exact same like number and stuff too. Yeah, because when I got tested for it, You're right, right. I told you, but. It didn't affect your fertility, so you're not a good poster child for us. Not so much. <laughs> no. It, it, as we discussed earlier today, might have affected. It might have. Do you want to say born. why? Do you want to say why? Do you want to share? Sure. My firstborn, he was born with a cleft lip. Yeah. So. Might have, might have been due to not absorbing folate as I should have been. Right. There are some. Might have not been. Articles studies whatever that equate mthfr with birth defects birth defect neural tubal birth defects which cleft palate and cleft lip are so it's one of those like could have been but we'll never know never know and then so she found out that i had it when i was going through infertility and then you found out what it meant the implications for pregnancy so then with number 2 I with got her tested second before she got tested before Found out you were compound heterozygous, and then took um, folate yeah. supplements. Yeah. And Miles did not have a cleft lip, but, I mean, who knows? I don't know. He's pretty weird, though. He's got other issues. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm like, I, I thought you would be totally weirded out and freaked out by the question of, would you be my egg donor? <laughs> I'm happy to hear. I mean, you didn't even. She didn't even hesitate. It It was a resounding yes. You didn't even hesitate. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, it wouldn't be weird that you would have like a biological child with your brother-in-law that that I would raise. No, because I mean, like, what if something happens to Clark and I? You might get our children anyways. I never thought of it that way. So. It's almost like letting me adopt one of your children or something, almost. Or, I don't know. I don't know if you would want my eggs, though. You might want to be, like, you know, find have somebody, it. like, that doesn't have weird auto. <laughs> like, I need someone way healthier than you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. No, you're, you're super healthy. I mean, I'm glad we didn't have to cross that bridge, obviously, but I've encountered many women who have and and i think it's it's, a tough decision it is a tough decision and i totally understand either both sides of it like wanting it to be totally anonymous or like wanting to keep it because then the other the other argument i've heard is that then it's at least like it's still part of your dna because it's from your sister who's like biologically like, like it's still part of you you in some ways yeah yeah so i've got some friends who are in a same-sex relationship, and they did IVF, and they, well, they might have done IUI. I'm not, I'm not positive of all the ins and outs, but one of them, her brother is also homosexual, and he donated his sperm, and the other, the non-sister, carried the baby. Does that make sense? Did yeah. I explain that well? Yeah. So, so, so they it's, put... Brother's sperm. They put into the wife. Into wife. Into yes, yes. Like not his sister. Yes. <laughs> into his sister's right. Into wife. his sister's wife. So then, Gosh. baby gets some of both mom's DNA, but it's through the donation of the brother. Through brothers. Ah. Oh. So uncle is is biologically kind of like dad. Uncle is dad biologically, right? But 
Got it. But not being raised like that. It's very similar to an egg donation. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Let's find a couple more of these. When, when you've seen more action from Wanda than any man ever. When your Ari is on speed dial. I do like this one. Okay, I'll read this one. When way too many people know and care and have a genuine interest in your cervical mucus. Yeah. How do you feel about cervical mucus? Well, does anyone really like cervical mucus? A lot of people are talking about it on the internet. <laughs> like, a lot of people. I just couldn't get into my mucus. I don't like the word mucus. No. Sarah and I talked about this. Why can't we have another word? I need another word for mucus. I think of mucus like snotty little children. Well, it's like snot. It's gross. Have you ever done a cervical check? No. Nope. Have you ever? No. Nope. Up the? Not. No. Nope. Checked out the? Checked out my cervix? No. Nope. No. You've never felt it? I don't think so. You should dig around in there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Just try it. Just I don't really want to find out what see my what happens. feels like. I'm good. Um, when you're ovulating, it will be soft, like <laughs> the tip of your nose. Yeah, I understand the... Closed for business, forehead. Right. I listened to the podcast, <laughs> but I don't, I don't need to check it. <laughs> <laughs> I, there, There's not a lot that gets me squirmish. But I just, I can only do so much cervical mucus talk. And please don't send me pictures of your That's cervical That's what I was mucus. about to say. So, yeah, like, do people yes. take it out somehow? Take What do you mean take it, it out? out? Scoop it out? <laughs> take a photo? She's clearly never been infertile. Suck it out? <laughs> it just comes out. You've never... Well, I understand that, but yeah. I mean, like... What if you wanted a, like, larger sample size? I don't know. I don't think you can get... I think it's just... You can cut this part. (laughs) (laughs) When the dildo cam becomes the norm, you just lay down and take it. When your phone autocorrects IVE to IVF and FED to FET. Yeah, that's rough when when the phone is getting smart. When the phone knows you're infertile. Mm, Do you... Do you know what FET stands for? Frozen embryo transfer. <gasps> oh, I know some. You do know some. Not very many. You know... I don't, I don't know as many as Bill knew. Here we go. Let's see, let's ask you a few. You know TTC? Yeah, trying to conceive. Do you know DPO? Days past <gasps> ovulation. Oh my gosh, I'm so impressed. D- BD. Birthday? <laughs> <laughs> No. Bill said big diaper. Like big well, dick? That's what I said. <laughs> Baby dance. Well, that's lame. That's I know. Why, and now I'm remembering it now that you're mm-hmm. saying it and that's why I don't remember it cuz that's lame. It's super lame. Call sex sex. Just don't call, it, call sex. it baby dance. The acronyms are supposed to save you time in typing. SEX is almost as short as BD. And I think it might be a little easier on the on the keypad? The keys. <laughs> and you don't have to capitalize it. So, less keystrokes. Yep. Okay, we're outlawing BD from now on. That's super lame. Um, AF. This one's like, like, it's not even an infertility I mean, one. he said Air Force. He said Air Force. So that's all that's coming to my head right now. I, I don't remember that or like the F word. I don't oh, want to say it. It's fine. You don't. Oh, like, yeah, like, like it's cold AF. Yes. It's cold as fuck. Yes. So that's what I think of. No. The millennial over here. Right. It's Aunt no acronym. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's it's stupid. Also stupid. I don't call my period Aunt Flo. Some of them are so stupid. Uh, we never called it Aunt Flo. No. Who calls it Aunt like, Flo? Like, hey, Kayla, Aunt Flo's visiting. No, it's... I mean, I don't particularly love my period either, but I don't know what to Do call it. Do you prefer, like, I'm menstruating? <laughs> my menses. My um, uterine lining is, is shedding. shedding. None are really great. No. My time of the month. Crimson Tide? No. Roll Tide. That makes me think of Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Which neither of us went there, by the way. Oh, on the rag? BT. Oh. People used to say on the rag. That gets back to biblical times. Right. And they just got outlawed into a tent. Yeah, and sat like, on a rag. You go sit over here. This is your rag. For a week. <laughs> Don't you think 
Especially, I mean, don't you think sometimes it's like awesome? I get to go be by myself. Probably. I get away from my Probably. bitchy husband and my bitchy kids. Or my concubine friends yeah. that are all being bitches. And I can just go sit in this tent by <laughs> myself. Stirring up drama. Yeah. <laughs> They were probably all cycling at the same time, though. Let's oh be real. man, they're all in the tent together. <laughs> oh, with all Can't that, get a break. All that menstruation in the tent together. Oh, can you imagine the smell? Oh my! <laughs> I'm glad it's not biblical times. Um, okay, E W C M. Well, yeah, you tested that one. I already knew that one. Egg white cervical music. And I was super impressed. Ixie. Yeah, I don't know Ixy, and y'all talk about Ixy, and I don't know Ixy. Yeah, we say Ixy all the time. Yeah. Do you know, but you probably know what it is. Um, drawing a blank right now. It has to do with the eggs. I mean, the embryos. Yes. It has to do with the embryos, but I don't. Intracytoplasmic sperm injection. Oh, yeah. It's where they take, they get the sperm sample, and they pick a really good looking one and shoot him into the egg. Mm, Rather than just, like, placing the egg down and letting the sperm try and get it. Right. Gotcha. Well, they put they'll put egg and sperm in a petri dish together, and it's just like let's see what happens. Right. Let's see who shows up to the party. Right. But Ixies is they Ixie, inject they, the they sperm. They force the they, guy. You are gonna have this party. Yes. Okay. That's Ixie. Oh, okay. And yeah, then you know, know T W W. Yeah. Two week wait. The dreaded. Nobody <laughs> likes the two week wait. No. No. Wait. I feel what? like I have really bad bo. <laughs> Lovely. You can cut that out, too. <laughs> you know, you really get in tune with your B.O. when you're in a tiny closet. Right, we're stuffed in this tiny room, been with at the zoo all day. <laughs> <laughs> we have been at the zoo all day. At the zoo, walking around the city. <laughs> okay, so we're going to wrap it up. Quick lightning round. Wait, let me see Wait, if I How got... long have we been talking? Almost an hour. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Ask all the things you wanted to ask. Time flies when you're... I'm in the hot seat. <laughs> well, okay, fine then. Is I mean, is there anything else you want to add? Like, I mean, do you, like, do you want to get, like, soft and mushy on me? Well, I don't like... know if I want to get soft and mushy. <laughs> but I might just say, like, I'm sorry that people who don't get it suck so much. I like it. You know? Mm-hmm. They just don't get it. And there's only so much grace you can give before you're, like, done. Mm-hmm. And it's really annoying, so. It is annoying. And I've even told you before of, like, sometimes I want, when people ask me about, like, ooh, so-and-so is getting to be, like, one and a half. I guess it's time to add another baby to your family. And mm-hmm. I want to, like, burst into tears just to, like, prove my point of, like, you don't do this to people. <laughs> It's not appropriate to ask people their family planning. Right. And you're not even in the infertility community, and it's still upsetting to you because you know that that question can be so hard for other people. So I would rather, like, prove the point, like, for me, like, Mm -hmm. uh, um, on behalf of other people. (laughs) We appreciate that. You know, sometimes the old ladies that ask it mean well. Right. But they need to just shut up. They just don't know. They They don't. don't. They don't know that it can be really hurtful. They don't know. But at some point, they need to know. (laughs) So just know, everyone, that when some old lady at church asks Laura when she's having her third, she's going to burst into tears for you. Okay? (laughs) She's doing it for you. But truly, my husband and I both, we, like, try to enlighten others of, like, it's not appropriate. It's just not appropriate. You just don't do it. But... You know, everyone... Or you don't, like, joke about it. Or you don't talk about, like, oh, I hate that I'm pregnant again. Or, or my kids are such assholes. They're awful. Yeah. To, yeah, know your audience. Or even if you don't know your audience. Uh, yeah, then don't. If then you don't just know your don't. Audience. Right. But you can't always know your audience, so just assume they're all infertile. <laughs> just assume people don't want to hear your complaints. Yeah. And assume people don't want you asking about what's happening in their sex life and in their uterus. You know? I mean, it's Nanya. solid advice. <laughs> you know, everyone should be so lucky to have a sister like you because truly, I, I mean, we have read so many, like, emails and comments from listeners around the world at this point, And, like, 
people struggle with this so much, even with the people that are close to them and the people that love them and that support them. And a lot of it is because of what you said. They just don't, they, they can't, they've never been there. So they don't know how to be empathetic. And I think you've done a really great job of, even though you fully admit, like you don't totally get where we're coming from, but you have done a beautiful job the whole time that I have gone through infertility and beyond of, of being supportive. Like you've done it in the best possible way that anyone can, who hasn't actually been there themselves. And I've said it on the podcast before that you were my go-to person and that's why. So thank you. Well, thank you for saying those things. I would like to publicly thank you now. (laughs) Here's your Oscar. When you said it on the podcast before, I cried. So, <laughs> not crying at this moment. It sounds so... But thank you. And sister- I feel for people like like Sarah, you're not here tonight, but you have a brother. Like you, It's different, too, I think, for mm-hmm. people who have a sister. I would hope your sister of all people, but sometimes sisters be dumb, too. If your sister's an asshole, <laughs> you can't have mine. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sing the song with me. Out of the box. Out of the box. <laughs> yeah, I don't know it. I don't know it. I listened to it, it on two speeds, so it's a lot oh, faster. Oh, then you should have sung it a lot out faster. Out of, bo- out of the box. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, we're just going to do a quick quick lightning round with you. Just whatever comes to mind. It's okay. just whatever. And the, I just, these are totally random. Are these would you rathers or are they? No, they're just, okay. they're just random. They're not like, do you like da-da-da or da-da-da? Because I would really suck at that. Because I'm, I don't, you know, I can't pick favorites. Whatever. I... What do you mean you can't pick favorites? Like, what's my favorite movie? I don't have one. I love them all equally. You don't love them, them all equally. equally. You could, okay. What's my favorite ice cream? <laughs> You, but you could What's do my a favorite meal. You could do a top five of those things. Well, yeah, but that's not a favorite. Okay, that, well, this is an argument I've had with people before. Fine, then listen. I'm not going to ask you any favorites. <laughs> okay. Let me delete number four. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what is your favorite movie, by the way? I... Top five. Just favorite Beauty Disney movie from our childhood. That's what I'm saying. I can't. They're all so good. They equal. I love them equally. If you had to watch a least Disney favorite movie. Fantasia, <laughs> no one's talking in this movie. It's just a bunch of music, and there's brooms that come elephants to life. That dance hippos oh, with wearing I they skirts. Were elephants. <laughs> no hippos they were and hippos. and alligators <laughs> dancing. Tutus. That is obscene. Hippos and alligators. What's next? I could pick a favorite TV show. Okay. Favorite. Gilmore Girls. Oh, well. For sure. Duh. For sure. I mean, I love Gilmore Girls, but you are like super. But also, as we're speaking to in the infertility community, uh-huh. The Handmaid's Tale is also a top yes. favorite show right now. Tell Kayla how much she needs to watch it because it's just uh, heart-wrenching. Okay. Get back to the out of the box. Okay. Well, hey, do you want to host this podcast? <laughs> you won't let me see the computer. Okay. Favorite <laughs> junk food. <laughs> I said I wouldn't ask you favorites. Okay. No. Okay. Childhood favorite. Like you're going to a sporting event. What's your? What do you get? Well, you always got cotton candy, and you always got a pickle. pickle. <laughs> and I still love pickles to this day. You do, guys. But I've never bought a pickled as an adult. And like at a sporting event because it'd probably creep you out now. Well, like I pickles just, in jars. I don't know. Yeah, how long have they been sitting there? Probably right. a really long time. But you used to eat as your after school snack, like a jar of Vlasic pickle spears. Nothing wrong with that. And then drink the juice. Yeah, I've even had snow cone pickles juice, snow cones. I tell people that story all the time, and they're with you until you drink the juice. Yeah, I've got I've got people to back me up though. That got, do that? I got friends that drink pickle juice with me now. Is anyone in the mafia a pickle juice drinker? <laughs> it's really great, guys. It's really great. It's all really healthy for you too. Salt and vinegar, right? Isn't that all it is, pretty much? The brine? A lot of salt. A lot of salt. All good. So but you so you're you are definitely more of a salty than a sweet. For sure. Yeah. 
for sure. I think we both are. Like I said, today when I was driving home, I was like, oh, cheese curds. Right. But you were like, oh, cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm sweet and salty. What can I say? And that's why you weigh 30 pounds less I would always less less salty me. more than sweet. Right. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is double dipping ever acceptable? Double dipping in in what manner? Like double dipping, like a chip? Yeah, in my queso. Like a yeah, for sure. Oh, you're 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 okay with double I'm dipping? I'm not a germaphobe, except <laughs> for hotel sheets. Okay. Now I do like frown upon. Like I'm not teaching my child to double dip, mm-hmm. but I have no problem with double dipping. So if you're at a party and yeah, there's other party, people double dipping, I wouldn't do it. Well, how well do I know the people? <laughs> You're at a party with random people. Just no, random picture... peeps, no. So you don't want to... But, like, I mean, my close buds, then sure, that's fine. whatevs. Because some people, I like, I, I never know. Like, I'm I'm with you. I'm, please, I double dip till whatever. But if I'm with people I don't know, I'm like, oh, I better, like, Break tear chip. this chip in half. <laughs> so that I, I don't... do, too, when I'm around people. And I don't like, I, I want to just double dip it. Well. How many germs actually are on the chip if you double dip? Well, I don't know. You were the one that worked for a dentist for a long time. Why would that Because how... you know about, like, mouth germs. They're like all other germs. And teeth and... There's... <laughs> gross people's mouths out there. Probably like look around and check out like dental hygiene. People ask people to smile. Yeah. And see how their teeth are, and then decide if you can right. double dip. Is there tar in your mouth, or are we okay? Do you do meth? <laughs> gotcha. Okay. What's your favorite season? I you said you were asking me favorite. Every favorites. question I've asked you so far is a favorite except the double dipping thing. That one's easy. It's one out of four. I mean, I can it's say not my winter. least favorite is winter. Yes. But I also grew I mean, I live in Texas, so like we don't really have a winter. No, but you freeze your balls off when you come visit me in the winter. Yeah, I don't come very often in the winter. <laughs> I don't know. Probably fall or spring. I'm going to just cop out at that. Oh, so not summer. No, because it gets too hot. But when we lived in Memphis, I really did I really did enjoy fall because the leaves changed colors. You know, that doesn't happen in Houston. No. Okay, I do have a couple of would-you-rathers. <laughs> I liked this one we asked on the podcast a few weeks ago. Okay. Would you rather? So you might have thought about it. Probably have, didn't think about it. I probably thought it was just gross. No, it's not that. It's not gross. It's just weird. There were some gross ones though. No, this isn't not. This isn't gross. Would you rather have a vagina on your head? <laughs> it was gross. No, it's not gross. I think it's a brilliant. Would you rather? Okay, go ahead and ask it in case people didn't listen to it. Vagina on your head. Right. Penises, penises down your back. <laughs> So, like a stegosaurus. Yeah, like, so I don't remember who said it, but someone was like, I'd be like flaccid penis <laughs> down my back. Just flapping in the wind. <laughs> so disgusting. Like, so disgusting. I mean. No one wants to look at that. No one wants to look at a bunch of penises. But they want to are... look at a vagina on your forehead? I don't know. It's a it's a tough decision. Really, truly a rock and maybe not such a hard place. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to go with the vagina like, I don't know. They're both really rough. They're both really rough. Okay. Would you rather have an enormous wedgie or a camel toe, which is kind of an enormous wedgie, but yes. a butt wedgie. Right. That people can see. They, they know you have. Like an, the lady at Worlds of Fun. Yes. Yes. <laughs> when she got home that night and t- someone had to mine <laughs> to get that really going to take a lot of work uh, a lot of work we have a picture of it we, thanks yeah, to our aunt <laughs> I am not proud of it but the picture exists of a woman that we followed out of a, a theme park who had the world's largest wedgie I have ever seen ever I think I'd probably go with the wedgie, the butt wedgie. Because it's more comfortable than a camel toe? I feel like the camel toe would be extremely painful. Yeah, I feel like I have a really pretty vagina, so people would probably want to see its outline. 
Okay. Well, I'm glad you have such high self-esteem about Jakuchiku. It's, it's on my forehead also. That's right. For the world to see. Vagina on the forehead and the camp. No, you went no, with I the went butt, with butt wedgie. wedgie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> have you... Um, feelings on jumpers for grown women. Yes or no? Well, I wore one. I know. On the way here. I know you did. So I have, I have I, a lot of strong feelings. I really was pretty anti-jumper. Mm-hmm. And then I decided, hey, I kind of like it. It's like pajamas on the plane. It's pretty awesome. Okay. But I, I it didn't give me a camel toe or anything. No. And yours was black and loose, and you also weigh like 90 pounds. Not true. So here's my thing. I have very strong opinions on women in jumpers. I think sometimes they're really flattering. It only, <laughs> listen, it only looks right on a very small faction of women. You happen to fall into the category. You have to be like petite with no boobs and no hips. I got hips. Not really. I do too. No. No, I just, I just feel like you, they're so trendy right now. And so many women are wearing them, and they really shouldn't be wearing them. I mean, that might be true. The same could be said for rompers. That's what I mean, with romper. With ass hanging out on a romper. What's the difference between a romper and a jumper? That's what I mean. No, a romper is like shorts, and a jumpsuit is like pants. Okay. Well, both are bad, in my opinion. <laughs> unless unless you're like 90 pounds, no boobs, and no hips. I think the romper is worse, though, because it's just like ass hanging out. Yeah. I feel like that looks like it belongs on a toddler. Yeah. I'd like, toddlers are cute in rompers. Super cute. We love rompers. And romp hymns. And romp hymns. That's right. But I don't want to see a romp him on a grown man well, either. Wills. I know. Which he can pull it off. Again, small faction of... Yeah. I don't know. People that can pull it off. I don't know. My my jumpsuit was comfortable. That's all I'm going to say. You looked super cute in your jumper. Thanks. Might wear it. On the flight home. <laughs> How do you feel about people who Instagram their food? Well, I'm not really a foodie. So. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I know that there are, like, people that, like, that is, like, what they do. No, they I'm are, not like, talking about those people. and they, like, do this. I'm or, talking about your average or Joe. Or they, like, have, like, stories where they're, like, making a fun recipe or something. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I judge people who Instagram their food all the time. <laughs> I think one of my, maybe my very first Instagram photo is oh, actually no. food. Oh, no. <laughs> like, yeah, it's probably my only Instagram photo of food. But it was like before I did anything on Instagram, and it was the first time I ever ate in and out Oh, like, hey, in and out Oh, hey, in and out Okay, best place you've ever been outside the U.S.? Santorini. What did you like about it? I mean, what's not to like about well, Santorini? Well, I've never been there, so tell me. Well, you've seen photos of it. It's beautiful. Food? I'm not a foodie. But I did have a really good donut there that our taxi driver took us to just this, like, hole-in-the-wall bakery. <laughs> no, Why? but it was, like, a donut that wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, an American donut. Hmm. It didn't have, like, frosting on it. Just a good donut. It had, like, cinnamon sugar, sugar on it. I don't remember. Sounds it good. tasted really good at the time. Good wine in Santorini? Yeah, we have a bottle that we still haven't opened. <laughs> From ten years ago, because that's where they went on their honeymoon, and they've been married for ten years. Congrats, girl. Full decade. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so, Laura, thank you so much for joining me it's this been evening. Real. It has been. It's been fun. <laughs> I mean, fun. I'll hang out in my closet with my sister any day of the drink week. Drink G&T's. And drink gin. It's Smell my B.O. <laughs> I think it is pretty ripe in here. <laughs> it's the zoo, guys. I blame it on the zoo. <laughs> no, but I really appreciate you coming and being my co-host today. <laughs> Will it have to be a Google Hangout next time? No, next time we're together and okay. there's a closet. We'll do it. Mom and Dad's closet. Yeah, we'll we'll get in Mom and Dad's closet. Count how many shoes Mom has. There you go. That's a good idea. Probably not as many as you. <laughs> Certainly not as colorful of 
different colors like as those you. green ones bill was like i've never seen you wear those green ones no you wore those to, to exactly <laughs> see that's what i told him this is why everyone needs a sister and if you don't have a fabulous sister like i do and you need some support in the infertility community one place you can find that is in our facebook group it's called the infertile mafia you can also join the infertile mafia bosses and babies which is where you talk about things after you've gotten pregnant you can also follow us on Instagram at Infertile Mafia Podcast. Feel free to send us an email about anything to infertilemafia at gmail.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast to keep hearing more talk about eggs, eggs and, and balls, balls and, and stuff. stuff. <laughs> Thanks for joining the Infertile Mafia. Bye. Bye. <laughs> you better listen to this one not on two times speed. No, I kind of want to know what I sound like on two times. <laughs> okay, fine, dude. <laughs>